sometimes there's some things that I'm like, I just don't want to drink. I was, we had to go to a funeral Friday night. Wait, my old church. Hold that thought because we are on girls night out with Tammy and Jan and Chriselle and Jen. What Tammy? (laughs) Okay. Um, I guess we're talking about dreams, but, um, I went to a funeral Friday night and I was in my old church and it wasn't until I was sitting in there that I went, I dreamed this three weeks ago. I was like, I dreamed that I was in this church sitting right here a couple weeks ago. Now, I did dream that I saw some people that I didn't see, but I was just like, huh, okay, that's very strange. How do you feel about that? But, yeah, mm-hmm. I dream a lot. I have a lot of dreams that are like my normal life. And just like stressors of the day and stuff. And it's like exhausting dreaming them. So then I wake up and I'm like tired. And I'm also confused as to what has been done and hasn't been done. Because I was already doing stuff in the dream. Those are some of my least favorite. You have a lot of dreams when <clears throat> you go back know. to your childhood. Oh I am almost always in Well, that childhood. means there's um, like reading and reading books about dreams. That's what they say. Is un- there's unfinished business. Mm. Like, you almost yeah. like I think like nine times out of ten when you tell me your dreams you say that you were in your childhood home. I agree. Yep, I know. Yeah, it's very, I yeah, I'm certainly open to whatever the Lord has to say about that. I was wrong. I do dream. <gasps> I have this, and I'm just putting this together. I have a common dream. It doesn't happen a lot, but it has happened many times where I dream I've moved into someone else's house, like someone that I know, oh. one of my old childhood homes, or. Um, I have these friends here in town that this within the last few days I dreamed that I moved into their house. So it's a really big, like it's a big house, a lot of bedrooms, and and I remember thinking this is so great, everyone can live here, and anyway, but it didn't look like it didn't look the same in the dream. We were in it, and I knew whose house it was, but it didn't look the same. But mm-hmm. I have moved into some of my childhood homes that looked very similar. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And David's with me, my husband. Yeah. And. But I don't know. It's just I've forgotten. That there's been several. That's interesting. Dreams where I've moved into a house that I've been to before, but or lived in before. So anyway, anybody have any thoughts on that? What were your yeah. feelings like when you were in the house? It was. I mean, it was. It was positive. It was like, oh, this is great. I can do a lot with this. Or if it's a house that I'd lived in as a kid, I would say, oh, I remember this thing. I wonder why my parents never used it this way or mm. why didn't they or I'm gonna knock out that wall or you know like mm. or or just the familiarity felt good even though mm. you know not great things happened to me in some of those homes but mm. um I mean anyway and a lot of the things that I've read about dreams uh-huh. you know the predominant thing that you pay attention to is the feeling that you had why you know were you yeah scared or were you comfortable or were you um, happy or yeah so and you the interpretation of the dream has to take that into consideration like there are some some books that I really like by um the last name is Mulligan they're um they're dream interpretation books yeah they're you got the Russ Parker one um but anyway like there's always two meanings for each symbol. Like, like you, if like let's say you dream about a dog, um, and you if you're looking in the dream interpretation book, 
depending on the feeling that you had, there's a, there's a, a good interpretation mm-hmm. of the dog, and then there's like an evil. Okay. Inter- so it's very dependent on how you felt. Okay. Yeah, and just because because I've had a lot of dreams about snakes, one very particular, but and I just used to assume that like any snake is a sign of something possibly demonic but in in reading some of the books it's not it's it's more of what you said it's what is you know is, what is it representational love or what does it feel or just because there's a snake doesn't necessarily mean it's somewhat demonic yeah especially because even in the old testament when um moses was holding up the yeah the staff, the staff. there was a snake uh-huh. on the staff and that wasn't right a representation of evil right so very dependent on like <laughs> i mean i think everything that has a snake is evil because i hate snakes yeah but that's not actually how it is yeah i think i think there's different i love i love dreaming like i think there's so many dreams in the old testament i think god still vividly speaks through dreams if we just would pay attention and maybe ask him to speak to us through dreams. I think sometimes we don't pay attention enough during the day. We have to be reminded <laughs> in the sleep, either by God or our subconscious. Like there's been dreams I've had that Adrian hasn't done something I've asked him to do. And three months later, it wasn't a big thing, but three months later I'm dreaming about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, because I'm mad at him subconsciously right. that he didn't listen to me. Yeah. It's coming out. like. I think that's the key. Like you have to figure out, okay, was this dream... A spiritual was it spiritual in nature right and if so was it spiritual in nature and that it was from the lord mm-hmm. or was it an attack yes because a lot of times our mind is kind of vulnerable at night while we sleep oh yeah we don't purposely ask the lord to guard it while we sleep and then we also have to ask if the dream was psychological or emotional right in nature because they a lot of times dreams reveal like healing issues right. that we have. Like you said, like we're yeah. angry about something or and we don't even realize it sometimes until yeah. until it comes out in a dream. Yeah. I love this idea. I've had so many crazy dreams. But yeah, yeah, you're right. There's one dream I had, I wanna say it's like six to nine months ago. The dream is really interesting, but I woke up and I was laying on my stomach and I felt like two eyes just in the back, I, I had eyes in the back of my head and I could almost see something just staring, staring me down. Now that was demonic. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to go with when you're interpreting that. <laughs> yeah, no, like I, I, I mean, the dream was really strange. Yeah. Um, but then I, I woke up and I was like, something's watching me mm-hmm. and I like flip over and that was in the name of Jesus. I could, like, in the name of Jesus, I command, you know, and started talking about like, they were, it was very strange. Mm-hmm. And so, and it was. There was meaning, I think, in the dream, but I think there was also... I think I sometimes the enemy uses dreams to try and scare me. Absolutely. Yeah. Intimidate. I have a love-hate relationship with dreams. I love dreams. <laughs> I'm so glad that you do. I, I do. I've had a lot of issues with dreams. Well, I've never had a dream, <clears throat> like, and I know some of the issues you've had. I've never had a dream that's necessarily, in my opinion, been for other... Never mind. I had one for you guys. The the haunted house. I forgot oh, about yeah. that one. Yeah. 
But that was a that was a like, hey, let's encourage you guys. <laughs> yeah. That was a hey, this means we need to like buck up as a group and start fortifying prayer for them. Yeah. But yeah, I haven't had dreams so nice. where the Lord's been like, yeah. I think that you need to go, you know, confront or go like like that. And I know you've had those. Yeah. That that's not fun. That's fun. <laughs> it's really not fun at all. And um like it, it's happened to me a lot. And it's it's very frustrating. <laughs> um, like I I have had dreams where it seems as if the Lord has um, given me knowledge about someone um, and things in their life that are that they're doing that is not leading them closer to the Lord, it's leading them further from the Lord, and, um, and has asked me to, like, go to them, or to someone in authority, um, with that dream, and Mm -hmm. it, it never goes well, (laughs) it really doesn't go well, I had a dream, (laughs) and, um, it's really hard, because, like, the last the last couple times it happened, I knew it wasn't going to go well because I had done this before. Like this is an experience that I've had, and I don't like it. And like I can remember sitting in <clears throat> Ron's office, like telling him about the dream, and literally crying, and saying, "I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Like I'm. This is horrible." And why <laughs> like um and yeah I and and I I had to really I mean that was several years ago and that was kind of a a huge shifting point for me because I actually walked out of that so hurt um in that situation and so upset about being put in that situation by the Lord that I actually, like, told him, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, and he listened. Oof. Like, I stopped dreaming. Aww. And um, it wasn't until quite a while later that I went back and, like, repented for that. Um, <clears throat> because... And it's, you know, the Lord is so kind and he's so loving that, you know, I believe that when I said, hey, I don't want this, he's like, okay, like I will, I'll honor that. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't have to have it, you know, but at the same time, it, at some point it occurred to me that it also limited my intimacy with the Lord. Yeah. When I limited my willingness to receive whatever he wanted to give me or whatever invitations he was issuing for me to participate in something that he was doing for me to say no was it was okay with him he's he wasn't angry with me for that and um I didn't like diminish my you know, me being acceptable to him or whatever. Um, but it did limit my intimacy with him. Yeah. And so 
you know, it took me a while to figure that out and then repent and say, okay, I, you know, like if you, if you want to give me dreams, then I'll do it. (laughs) And I started having dreams again after that. But for a long, probably for a year, almost two years, I did not have dreams. Um, Good or bad, like there was nothing. Um, So it was interesting. But but yeah, I have a love-hate relationship with them. Huh. Jen? Well, I am. I opened my phone notes section, and have been looking through some dreams that I had written down just to see mm-hmm. <clears throat> while I was in there. Um, it's funny. I'm glad that I got into this practice, and I don't remember how or why I did. But like at some point, this was brought up, like that you should write them down. You know, like people have like a dream journal next to their bed. Yeah. Because <clears throat> you a lot of times you forget. Like. Jan, you were saying, I don't ever dream, and then something triggers it. But um, I just was reading one, and I'm glad that I did, because this is totally relevant now. It was actually not even my dream. It was my son's dream that he shared with me, that he apparently dreamed about baby penguins, and the oldest one in particular was, like, the focus of the dream, and they were all out and a storm came and there were penguins around them who were like getting hurt or dying or like getting tossed into the water and the water was starting to turn red and some of them could make it to their homes like I guess like caves and hide and their moms would pull them up and then um, in his dream though the focus family of penguins the mom and all the babies except the oldest one got swept away. And so he felt that they died. And the oldest penguin had to live with a step family. And so this is my oldest child who had this dream. And he said that the dream made him cry. That when he woke up he cried and that he was so sad. And he didn't even tell me like that night or like the next day. He told me like, you know, another time. But now I read that and I'm like, oh yeah, that's, I mean, that doesn't need an interpretation. <laughs> like that's so... Mm. Wow. Well, because, yeah, I mean, yeah. for, for the people who may feel like it does need an interpretation. Oh, yeah. Since, <laughs> since everyone in the world doesn't live in my home, <laughs> um, it's very like him to struggle with feeling um, worried and responsible and, um, I don't know, just like want to know how everything's going to go and what's going to happen and he is my like master eavesdropper he hears everything and like wait what what's gonna happen where are we going when will we be going there what who who's coming over who's happening you know like he definitely likes to be told what will be expected and you know mm-hmm. it's not super into surprises in that way I mean a good surprise he's down for that's fine but um yeah, so it, to- it totally makes sense. And I read that and I'm thinking, oh man, I wrote that long ago enough that I don't even remember it right oh, now. it's crazy. So this means that this goes way back, which wow. it going way back is probably why I felt it needed to be written down and, and then later interpreted because it wasn't so clear at the time right. what the meaning was with that. But man, I see that now and I'm like, okay, this is giving me a reminder that this has been something for much longer than 
I started really being able to see it. Yeah. So that's neat. I guess they should be written down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some dreams, and Shelly, we've talked about this before, even though Russ Parker disagrees. <laughs> Sorry, Russ. Um, some dreams I feel like, don't, some dreams I wake up and I'm like, I can tell you exactly what that means. Other dreams yeah. I'm like, uh, I have no clue. And it, it could take up to a year. You know, yeah. sometimes it can take a month, sometimes it can be a few days, sometimes it's, <clears> like I said, a year. Um, Russ kind of argues in his book that most dreams, like, remember we talked about this in Scotland when we were sitting behind him one day and yeah. we were driving somewhere, that most dreams, like, if you told him, because he studied this and he knows a lot more than I do, he can, you know, pretty much tell you the name. I also feel him. like he might feel that way because he has a gift of interpretation mm. of dreams. Like, I feel like... That's a good point. I mean, I feel like, you know, like, for Jen to say... You know, this is so obvious. I feel like that it's not for some people. Yeah. And I feel like yeah, that's cause, true. Because I'll hear a dream, and I a lot of times will be like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, totally." Like I know exactly what that means. Yeah. And and other people might hear the dream and be like, "Huh." What'd you eat for dinner? Right. Like, <laughs> I, I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. I hate and, that excuse. And no. I mean, not to, not to be argumentative and not to say that Russ is wrong because he's probably not, but oh yeah, he's no, awesome he's studied he's this. Like, yeah. yeah. But I wonder if he might be coming at that from the perspective of someone who has a gifting in that area. Yeah. You're probably right. And that's <laughs> what he did. I mean, for years he, he would have a show and people would call in and tell him their dreams and yeah. then he would interpret. It was really cool. But, um, but, and I will say like the more in tune I am with the Lord, the easier it is for me to to grasp like what some of these crazy dreams are about yeah for sure I had a dream once that was so strange and and I only remember bits and pieces of it right now I have it in in a journal somewhere but it it was coming to my mind while we were talking because there are times when I have dreams about things and they happen and I don't even know like there's no way I could know what right so for instance um in this dream I saw my living room and people that were at the time in my small group and um a particular person and and then this word came into the dream and I didn't know what the word meant um but I saw it and it was doppelganger and I didn't know what that meant. And so when I woke up, I went and looked it up because I, I didn't know what that yeah. word meant. Well, it means like to have an evil um, like person that looks exactly like you yeah. or another, like a second self or whatever, that there's someone in the world that could is basically your evil twin. <laughs> um, and, and I was like, what in the world? You know, I don't even know what that means and what the heck? And... Later, not that much later, actually, um, like it turned out this person was literally leading a completely dual Oof. life and was, I mean, just in so much sin. And it was devastating. It was just absolutely devastating. And, you know, at the time, I didn't have a clue. Yeah. You know, and certainly didn't know what the word doppelganger meant. I mean, so, you know, when a word shows up in my dream that I don't even know and I have to look it up, I, I'm pretty sure that's the Lord. You know, yeah, like, yeah. so there are things like that that happen sometimes where I I have to know that's the Lord because 
I didn't know what that meant. I just, right. I saw the word. It was like seeing it, you know, written out. Mm-hmm. And then looked it up. And I didn't, I didn't understand the full, I didn't grasp the full meaning of it until, um, mm. until the things started happening that were just like, oh my gosh. I mean, and I love that person so much. It broke my heart. I mean, it was such a heart-wrenching time. Um, and it was just so sad to see this person literally live what was living like a dual existence mm-hmm. of such extremes that it was, uh, it was just crazy. So just things like that were, yeah. um, I feel like there are times when the Lord. So did you go to this person? Or um, how did it all get revealed? I did not. So, um. I did not at the time feel like that I was supposed to do anything. Okay. I was just like, what is going on? Um, so, yeah. And, and some honestly, I'm still walking through, like, what in the world to do with some of this stuff. Okay. Like, I know that the answer when you, have, when you have a dream that reveals something, the right answer is always prayer. Mm-hmm. Always. But there have been times when I felt very clearly like the Lord was saying, you need to go to this person. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is hard sometimes to know like if, if what you're supposed to do with it. It's super, yeah. it's not something I feel super comfortable with still. Yeah. And it's been a lot of years of dealing with that. And that's and that's a harder one, like and, and those are ones I mean, I think the process is very faith building. I think that the process that I've at least dreamed over the last six, seven years after I've gone through a lot of healing, like the Lord's you know, kind of stepped it up to where at first it's like, Okay, yeah, duh, okay, I'm fighting some demons here. Mm-hmm. Like very obvious just spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. And he's really changed it. Um, the one that I love and I woke up and within like two seconds, I, I emailed like our leadership at, at our church. Cause I, I woke up and was like, Oh, this is something I've got to, to give away. But I had this dream that David and Jan, um, were going into a haunted house and, um, the church leadership, we were all there kind of like, okay, well, I guess if you have to go, you have to go. And, and they walk in and, and then like the ground starts to shake and like things start to break and. I'm just sitting out there looking, going, you got, you guys okay in there? And Jan's like, yeah, we're good. We're good. Um, and we were like, they were walking in a season of, you know, taking, taking steps, um, in a couple different areas. One, a lot spiritually, but one very physically where they were going places that we couldn't go. We weren't invited into the house. Mm -hmm. They were, but we were invited to stand on the outside and pray for them. So, like, I woke up and emailed everyone in the dream who was everyone on leadership. And it's like, we need to cover them. Like, we need to pray for them right now. Yeah. And that was like, there was no way around it. Yeah. But again, that was a that was kind of like a kind of like, oh, yeah. sweet. This is something I can give, not a like a, oh, what do I, what do, I do with that? Right. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, that, that I was fun. I appreciate the Lord giving you that dream. Yeah, that yeah. was fun. That was a fun one. But, um. If anybody has a word about my house dream, I want to know. I mean, I feel like just off the cuff, I feel like the fact that you're happy there signifies, and that you're bringing David there 
definitely signify some healing. Yeah. Like, true. I mean, and that there's room. Like, I don't know, when you said it was big, I just felt like there was room for more. Like, there was room for more people there. I mean, a lot of times we're, we're in a dream, we're back in our childhood home, and there's feelings of conflict or whatever we're going through. But for you to have felt happy, I feel like pretty indicative of some healing because like you said you know some not some some not so happy things happened there but in a dream you felt happy yeah so you know yeah there's that but I think there are some really cool books out there I think it's Ira Mulligan is the author of those books um, and they're really cool. <clears throat> like they have just about everything you could think of. Like, um, Does Danny, doesn't Danny Silk have some too? Does he? I don't know. Um, but they have like colors and mm. numbers. Yeah, yeah. And that was at that um, conference we went to in Jacksonville. Had some of those. Really? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I'll, I will never forget because Chad is one of the like my husband is one of those people that never dreams. Like, he does, he never remembers dreams, ever. And um, hmm. he once had a dream, and, and he was helping me, and he was asking me to help him interpret it. And it was hilarious because, like, in the dream, um, he dreamed uh, that he was on the outside of a locked door and he was trying the doorknob and it was locked. And then he saw a screw. And then he saw a road with flashing arrows heading away from him, like going away. And that was all he remembered. And I was like, wow, that's. Like, I don't even know what to do with that because that's not in my typical wheelhouse of dreams. Like, that's not how my dreams work, you know? And I remember <laughs> I laughed so hard because I was like, honey, you have to ask the Lord, like, to interpret. Because the thing about dreams, what I believe, is that the Lord speaks to us in dreams in our language. Mm-hmm. So if there's something that has a certain meaning for me, he's going to use that. So, like... You know, when you're interpreting a dream, it's, you know, it has a lot to do with your own perceptions of certain things, certain symbols, certain animals or, you know, whatever. Um, so I was like, you're really going to have to ask the Lord because I, I don't have a clue. Like that one's just over my head. I'm sorry. And we prayed and he prayed and he goes, oh my gosh, I know what it means. And I was like, what I was in total absolute rapture because I, I was I had no clue this is some this was a phenomenon that never happens and I was just waiting and he was like got locked out got screwed head on down the road <laughs> I was like I was like wow okay. oh that that makes yes. sense that and it was it was something we were, day. yeah I mean it was something we were going through at the time mm. where we were trying to navigate some things and that is so, that is so funny. funny because that was so his language like 
It's yeah. so indicative <coughs> that's a good point. of how the Lord, like, that's how the Lord would speak to him. That's a good point. That's not how the Lord would speak to yeah. me. Right. But that is so how the Lord would speak to him. Got locked out, got screwed, head yeah. on down the road. <laughs> I was just like, that's awesome. Wow. That is so funny. Um, so it's just, I think that's such a cool example yeah. of how personal the Lord is when he speaks to us. Yes. He speaks to us in a language that we get. Right. Um, that's a good point you know so so sometimes it is simpler than we make it out to yes be. yeah yeah I never would have I, I mean I was like ah oh, geez I don't know you know and it was like when the Lord revealed it to him I was like honey the Lord's speaking what do you think when you hear those things what do you think when you see those things and then it was just like boom boom and I was like well, yes. you know what? That's pretty accurate. Spell it out any clearer. It's it's pretty accurate. That's, so that's yeah, I that I'm gonna go with that's a good interpretation. So um, yeah, I think it's I think that a lot of times, even in prayer, we we don't understand how personal God is, mm-hmm. and you know, like I I really do think, and I think the Lord revealed this to me once where. I was really struggling with um, wanting to have a relationship with the Lord the way that some of my friends did, mm. um, the way that their prayer time went, and the way that they heard from the Lord, and the way you know, and and me kind of trying to emulate their methodology or whatever, and you know, I specifically remember. Um, like looking for an interpretation for a dream and this friend of mine who I love she's so amazing and she was she's the kind of person who's like if I need to hear from the Lord I'm going to like lock myself in a room and stay there until I hear what I need to hear and I'm like all right and she you know God bless her she was like that's what you need to do Rochelle you just need to not not move until you hear from the Lord. I tried. I tried so hard. <laughs> and God knows I tried. And I didn't hear a lick. Like oh, I heard the clock so. ticking. I heard, oh, I heard I heard lots of things, but I did oh. not hear from the Lord. And I finally gave up. And then later that same day, I was just washing the dishes. Yeah. And I not even tuned in mm-hmm. to like I wasn't trying to pray I wasn't trying to I, you know I was just washing the dishes and boom like mm-hmm. it was like an instant download yeah a digital instant download of here it is and I wasn't trying I wasn't you know and when I went back and I was like Lord what the heck like <laughs> I tried for so long to talk to you and he's like Chrishell like he literally we had this little conversation where he was like, Chriselle, we have an us. We talk to each other a certain way. Get your own oil. And I have an us with her. Uh-huh. We talk a certain yeah. way. But my us with you is not going to be my us with her. Which we have an sense. us. And it's special. Yeah. And it's, it's specific. And it's particular to how I created you. And, and I'm going to talk to you and you're going to hear from me specifically based on how I created you. And so you can go ahead and just 
like be sold on that and and enjoy it and give yourself over to it and stop trying to compare yourself to other people and so it was so it was such a relief it was such a relief because and I, I never forget the way he put it like we have an us you know when I think about like my relationship with my husband, there are things that are particular to us that other people don't get, you know, yeah. like, because we have an us and that's the way it is with the Lord. And it's, that's the way it is with dreams. That's the way it is with yeah. prayer. Like we have an us. Yeah. That's, that's definitely um, how it is. So, and Chad has an us with the Lord. So he <laughs> hears, <laughs> got locked out, got screwed, head on down there. I love it. It's so <laughs> if, if, if you know him, that is so him. So him. So. And I love that the Lord is so personal. Yeah. It's how you know you're in a relationship because it's so different. Yep. Yeah. Everyone. I think, like, who was it? Was it C.S. Lewis or I don't know? I'm always pulling names out of a hat, but someone said comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's. That sounds more biblical than that. <laughs> I, I don't think it's biblical. <laughs> I don't think it's a scripture. <laughs> I, I think it was someone like C.S. Lewis or something, mm-hmm. but I could just be pulling that out of thin <laughs> air. I don't know. But Jen, you've been very quiet and you've been perusing your notes. I know. I don't know what I, I'm not. I'm also, your lips saying. are really shiny. Did you just put on those? Yeah, lips? because oh they're so dry. But you put on they that feel stuff like for the paper. Like the... Yes, but it's supposedly like the most nourishing. Okay, cool. What is it called? I just, don't, what's I don't that know. Stuff called? I don't know. It's like the stuff that lasts you lips, for like lips, a year. Yeah, lips, like Scentsy. Yeah, yeah like you put something. it on and it will not come off your Did lips. Did you say Scentsy? Because that's a candle. Yeah, it's the same thing. You know, Jan said it first. Yeah, Erin Lee used to go. Okay, it is Lip Sense. Lip Sense. Lip Sense. Okay, that's totally off topic, but I just looked at you and your your lips were just like glistening. They're glistening. I was distracted by your lips. Got the powder. Yeah, no, it's because they you. feel like they're made out of sandpaper. I couldn't stop yeah. picking at them. What were you going to say before I got distracted no, by your I, shiny lips? I'm just Now I'm just thinking about my kids. I, I like feeling kind of guilty because I feel like we've been all up in the Adam Young stuff. Like we listened to the Adam Young podcast and it's like about trauma and things that how basically like if you this is so welcome to the world of Jen where I literally we were driving and I saw a blue house and I was mid-conversation I was like Chriselle that's like the perfect shade of blue did you see that house and then I'm like I forgot what we were talking about because the blue house shiny but um but yeah so the Adam Young stuff and trauma and you know basically like if you don't run to your mama Oh. When stuff happens, there's oh. a reason. Oh. That. Episode fifty-seven, oh. and so now I'm like, well, you. what? I don't want my. I, I tell my kids to go away sometimes, and now what but, if they're gonna? But you're yeah. not gonna tell them if they fall and gash their leg, and they yeah. come to you. You're not gonna be like, go go find a bandaid. Like just go get something up. Like right. no, like you're gonna. It's so he's not saying everything because their kids could see that and be like. Huh. Oh, look, mine. mine would. My I have the fact that, like that you even have this dream. But that's from a, your kid. yeah. Okay, thank you for saying that. Yeah, because that is where yeah. I was going with this. Was like, how many dreams have my kids had that they like didn't share with me? Because uh, none I'm of them. The they come to your room every oh, time. But no. But now I'm tired. <laughs> now there's four, and now if they come in, I'm like, I Jen, just I motion for the door, at one and then point, I threaten with the other hand. This means one. Two, three, 
And this is the finger pointing where you go. So the one finger says, out the door. And the other finger says, that's Got one, okay. that's but two. And they, and they lift up you're their not, hands in submission and run Okay, the but at one point for an entire trauma, year, you had your know, inf- entire family traumatic. in your room. It's true. Yeah. Because, it, I mean, it was severe, though. Like, and I'm not a... Like, literally... Now I co-sleep, like, by choice and laziness. But back then I had, like... No, you will sleep in your no, room. And there he were like taught whole... me that there were people who could not sleep in their room for a while. Like, his stuff was intense. Y- you was had shaking. whole, like... I know, I built... You're, you're I'm the guy I've heard. Your sickness was researching hardcore how to, I did. how to make your entire room into a bed. Yeah, it was like, it was like, all right, listen, sleep is top priority for me. So, if, if we're doing this, we're, we're do doing this... Right. this Right. Yeah. yeah. We're going to be comfortable. So what it ended up with, actually, I looked at, like, cots. My mother-in-law brought up a cot because they used to go camping a lot. That sounds miserable. That didn't work because he needed to be bed height. Yeah. Like, he, if he was down oh. low, he, he was terrified oh. and would be, like, shaking and I mean, their whole bed room and was a bed. It was crazy. So what, well, what ended up working was an uh, old coffee things. table, a long old coffee table, and two baby mattresses. Holy crap! And like, I mean, it was crazy, but it was bed level by the time we were done with that sucker. Yeah. So I'm gonna go ahead and stop you. All yeah, right. yeah. Right. I think that's one your kids come okay. to you. You're okay. They. They're okay. I don't yeah. know, but that was then, and this is now. I'm telling you, I'm a little. But right now. you're also helping them move yeah. into self regulation. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't let the enemy take something that's meant to like. Yeah. Be good. Highlight and turn it into a highlight of all your bad. Yeah, because like, yeah, even what that podcast was supposed to be like for I know, me, right? I like, know. You're supposed to listen I to took it, it the same way. I had to, I had okay. to backtrack a couple steps and be like, look, there's healing for my children, even if I have made some yeah. of these mistakes. And for those of you who are listening, we are talking about episode 57 of The Place We Find Ourselves by Adam Young. Trauma. On trauma and how to know if you've experienced trauma. Which part yes. of my question when I heard it was like, have, has anyone not experienced yes. trauma? No, but the, okay, <laughs> the but... Crap. The differentiation yes, that he yes, made. Yes, exactly. Was, that was very, whoa, very yes. helpful. Holy moly. Yes. That's huge. If Have I'm you doing it, to it yet? Tell me if I'm doing it correctly. Did you hear it? You heard it? Is this, this was the differentiation, was right? So yeah, for listeners and for my own recap, it was that trauma is more about what happens immediately after than the event itself, yeah. right? And so if afterward you're met with like open arms and love mm-hmm. and compassion and the ability to recap it and... Yeah. But empathy, attuned attunement. But yeah. even, but but even, yes, it was that. But even it can be traumatic with the knowledge that this won't be received. So I'm not going to right. tell anyone. Right. So that then, was the and part then your after really experience is very different, and that is what makes it. Yeah. Which is trauma. how you jump to the dreams because you were reading right. your kid's dream and then saying, right. "Oh man, I suck because I told my kid the other night, go to your own room." Right. But. Look at how many times they've come yeah. to you. Like yeah. that's okay. not that's and, not. And health time. and wholeness isn't a like be bowled over and everything. Yeah. Like. Yeah, it's hard. And it's, it's hard a consistent they, thing. Like it's you know, not like a one time yeah, thing. Yeah, one time like, I told it's, you. It's know. a consistent. Yeah, I know it's hard. And they, and, I don't know. Maybe other people's kids are like this too. But like my, one of my kids, like he is just so brilliant in that way. Where like he, I don't give him enough credit for how much he's grown up. And so the problem with that is that sometimes he knows how to, like, get what he wants by using the, like, emergency signals, you know? And I'm, like, still, like, is this an emergency or no? I don't know if I can call his bluff. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, like, still trying to figure that out. Yeah. But, yeah, all the dreams that I had in there that were, like, of his, they're all, like, so sad or scary or whatever. I don't know. It's, like... 
that's a yeah, but next that was level a very different it was it was a very too. different time things are so different so yeah. it's good to look back and now see how far we've come yes i mean he always sleeps in his own room and is very brave so what do we need to pray about with that trauma in my kid's life and I choose to agree with the truth that I am a good mom and I love my kids and that I listen to the Lord and try to be obedient and that he will cover whatever I can't do because he doesn't want or expect me to do a perfect job I mean I don't know if he wants me to do a perfect job I'm sure he'd appreciate it but he already knows I'm not (laughs) he already sees it so it's fine so thanks for that Jesus (coughs) (laughs) amen do um the more we talk about this the more when i was a kid i used to dream about things were happening in the news really like when i was a kid the whole charles manson thing happened oh and um i can remember waking up at night thinking that i don't know if i dreamed it or or whatever but i thought he was like coming for my family and i would i would lay in bed and plot how i could protect my family from him what would what would i do that's every day for me. And so, like, one thing I know about myself is I can't watch, like, true crime stories yeah. and Dateline. And I can't watch any of that stuff because it will affect me wow. in my sleep and my dreams. Wow. Um, there was another um, serial killer um, when I was a kid that I can't think who it is right now. But it's like, it was like... The a, one who was, like, the good-looking one? Someone who was on the Bundy? Run. Oh, you're thinking of No, I was a little older than when that happened. He wasn't good looking to me, let me clarify for the record. <laughs> I just that's what people said of him. Right. No judgment. Just saying. But I I like things that would happen on the news that my parents had the news on all the time. Mm. But, well, we didn't have like twenty four hour news back then like we do now, but um we had six o'clock news and then you had the the local news, then you had the national news and we watched all of it. And so and then again they would turn it on at eleven o'clock and my my their TV was against the wall that fed it up to my bedroom, and so I could still hear it. Um, and I would, I would definitely dream about whatever the bad news was. Mm-hmm. Mm. Anyway, so, but now as an adult, when I can control what comes into my head, like mm. I know what not to. Not I to think, put into it. I think that brings up a huge point, which I think that we don't think of enough, which is. Asking the Lord to guard our mind yeah. while we're sleeping. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I pray that a lot, especially yeah. if Adrian's gone. And we've had to deal with this. Me and my husband have had to deal with this a lot because he talks in his sleep. Oh, and there are times when, if we're like going through a, a time that's particularly difficult spiritually, where I feel like we're kind of under attack, he will have dreams and say things in his sleep. That are very hurtful. Wow. And um, and he is the, I mean, extreme opposite of the things that come out of his mouth. So, um, like, we have to stop and say, okay, listen, like, you need to be more diligent with asking the Lord to guard your mind while you're asleep because he's using you mm, to torment to me. To me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and... Lo and behold, he will he will pray 
and it stops. Mm. But there are mm-hmm. times. Okay. There are times. Um, there was a little sound. Alexa. Or was Alexa? It was oh, Alexa. now you will But you up. didn't say oh, anything. I know. Yeah. She, she did something. That was Shh, weird. Alexa, go to sleep. Go to sleep. Cancel. Alexa, cancel. Sweet dreams. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so there have there have been many times where I 100% know that the enemy was using Chad's vulnerability while he was sleeping and his propensity to talk in his sleep to, to, get, to, to get to me. That's crazy. Um, so, you know, there are times when we are much more diligent about praying that the Lord will guard our minds while yeah. we're asleep. Yeah. Uh, because our spirit and our minds are still going right. while our body is right. on pause. And so, um, and that's why I go to sleep every night listening to scripture or like the Abide app or, you know, things <clears throat> like yeah, that. Yeah, when I'm in a particular season of, like, because I've had some seasons of incredibly oppressive dreams like they'll just knock me off but um the ransom heart app yeah has the bedtime prayer yep yeah. love that one and it's a good one yeah with ivy ivy's my granddaughter my five-year-old granddaughter sleeping in my room right now while they're at the house i played jesus king of angels yes, for her every night. night and that yeah. and there's times she'll wake up in the night and she'll say grand play jesus king of angels oh. like she asks for it she knows it oh. helps her uh, and um, she knows a calm. It's a good one. And so um, that that gets played on repeat a lot. Mm, it's a good one. Yeah, yeah, definitely the Ransom Heart app. If if people don't have that, that's an awesome yes, app. It is. John Eldridge, um, Ransom Heart, and the bedtime prayer is mm-hmm. clutch. And also taking authority. Yeah. Especially new places like places you're not that are not yours. Yeah. You know, like hotel rooms yep. and other people's houses yep. like, take authority of your room you know the legal claim in the spiritual kingdom yeah I love um, Shane Claiborne's um, version of the book of common prayer yeah. there's um, there are prayers in the back oh really for each room in the house oh yeah yeah, yeah we've used that before haven't we there are yeah. times when we'll go when through we that retreat yes that was it the retreat yeah. yeah and it's there's an app too it's on the oh, app okay. um yeah book of common prayer shane claiborne yeah. app um has those prayers too and there are times when it just feels like somehow something got in um mm-hmm. and we will go through certain rooms and be like all right you're out you're out <laughs> yeah and bring bring the spirit of the lord back to this place okay. yeah this is not super connected at the moment but I want to say like Jan when you were talking about your dream your dreams as a result of news stuff in the John Eldred's book Get Your Life Back he says that the news as far as he's concerned should be considered rated R as far as children go and so Mm -hmm. he was encouraging people that that you don't don't your kids do not need to watch the news and, and also how it's like we have this, our souls, our spirits, like we have a finite capacity. Like yeah. we're not sure. God. Yeah. And so there's only so much that's you can a good point. bear. Oh, that's such a good and point. And it's also not 
There's only so much you can do. There's only so much you can bear. It is a lie that it is our responsibility to hear it all. Yeah. And to take it in. That's such a good point. He even even likens it to our our soul being traumatized. Right. Yes. Oh, I remember when you you sent that to us. Like, they're there. They didn't go through. Yeah. Like, and he he gave an example of um, counselors who had, um, what, Vietnam veterans. Right. as patients and after hearing so much of their trauma would then begin having dreams of their own as if they they were living it and so like John Eldridge's point was that all of the news that we're constantly bombarded with is actually creating trauma Mm -hmm. on a soul level for us and we're responding to it yeah and it's very i think that it was good for me to hear that because a part of me feels like well if you're gonna be a grown-up you know if you're gonna be a responsible adult you need to know what's going on and that's not true well there's a difference between burying your head in the sand right and and and, absorbing and and listening to every little horrible thing yeah i don't filter it filter it know about every horrible thing i've had to start really respecting when posts say trigger warning Mm -hmm. and just not I mean because I'm like so ridiculously curious and like I don't know that's the point it's also whatever yeah you're like it's fake oh trigger warning that sounds really exciting and like now I'm like no yeah I've had enough there was something like I I think Facebook is a huge problem with this like it's just fear mongering I really do there was something that someone that we know posted a couple months ago and it was like warning signs for females and you know and heart attack and it was like this whole article and I was like whoever wrote this has never had anxiety and the person who's not posting this has clearly never had anxiety because this is just looking at this title it's causing me to have anxiety and those symptoms <laughs> and the symptoms <laughs> which causes the anxiety get it worse right, like right. Yeah, it's but it's like why do we do this to our like each other we really yeah. do and I'm, I'm with you it's like even a filter these days isn't always even because it takes two seconds of reading three three things on mm-hmm. Facebook to be like oh, and if you've struggled with anxiety before, even on um the Weather Channel, if you scroll down to the bottom of weatherchannel.com, they always have these pictures of like someone holding their knee. And early signs up, and that's usually when I go oh swipe. Yeah. yeah. Early don't signs up, swipe. I don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> don't tell me what that is. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why is that there? It's the Weather Channel. I'm just looking at the freaking weather. <laughs> I don't understand it. I just want to know if I need to wear a coat. A coat or shorts because it goes back and forth every day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, but it's it's everywhere. We're inundated with it. It's and terrible. And that shows up in our dreams. And it shows up in our dreams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a lot of dreams about, like, earthquakes, tornadoes, a lot of weather-related stuff. But, I mean, I think that's other things sometimes. But Yeah. Well, I think that we've had exhausted the subject. It's a good feeling. It's It's a good one. So we don't have any clinking glasses. That's right. We've given up the clinking of glasses (laughs) with the exception of the 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 feast day. End of the week feast day. So clink to Sunday. All right. Thanks for joining us.